Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a cat over here, there's a cat over there, and the wrong one died, and the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cat catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have a very special guest. If you were obsessed with the 1998 Cats movie, then get excited because my guest today played the magical Mr. Mistopheles. I am very excited to have him here today, so welcome, Jacob Brett, and thank you for joining me. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here. It's it's awesome. I will say, before we start, that of of all the people I always ask, like, hey, who should I have on the podcast? You are a name that has come up very frequently, and so I am thrilled to have you. That, um, okay, that's a little silly to me, but yes, I, I can understand it, but I'm I'm so happy to be here. I, I have enjoyed listening to other episodes and hearing friends of mine talk, and um, I have heard my name a few times. Um, so it's awesome. I'm glad to be here. Share my share my knowledge. Well, and I think what's fun is is that my first question to most people, especially like the newer cast members and the Broadway revival, is, what was your exposure to the to you know the content to Cats? And most of everyone was obsessed with the 1998 movie, and here you are as a major part of that. And you know you're on one of the most iconic pictures from that is you know you hugging old Deuteronomy. And um, so, what was your first exposure to Cats as someone who predates in, you know, uh, the 98 movie and obviously we're on Broadway before that? Yeah. Um, wow. Not much, not much, you know, um, this is before internet, YouTube, all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, so like, um, honestly, like Macy's Christmas parade, I saw some cats on there at one point. Um, I remember watching a thing for the opening. They did something on like the news about it and it, and I, it gave a glimpse, but, um, you know, Cameron McIntosh was very particular about not having any of the cats outside of the theater, which and sort of his brilliance, um, marketing beginning of his brilliant marketing is like the theater was painted black. All you saw were those cat eyes and you really had to come into the theater to get to even understand what this thing was about. And I think that caused some of the mystique around it and like, oh my God, did you see it? You know, like, so it was growing up. I didn't really have much to see. I sort of had the cast album, um, 
you know, and the, the, and the inside of the album, there were some blurry pictures of some cats that you kind of could make out. Um, yeah, I didn't have much, uh, but, but it's, it's funny that you're saying about the video because when we did make it, I was like, we didn't know if anybody would even watch this thing. Like we, we had no idea. And when we did that, there was not very many Broadway shows recorded then there was sort of, they recorded into the woods. They had recorded, um, uh, Sunday in the park with George, both Sondheim shows and, uh, maybe a few others. Like there was a recording of pirates of Penzance that was around, but no one had done like what we were doing. And so we were like, we had no idea. This could have been an epic fail. It could have been what it's turned out to be. Um, and we didn't know what it would do to the show, whether it would close the show, whether it would keep it open. There was a lot of rumors about like, oh, we're making this and then they're going to close the show. And then it ran for like seven more years after that and became even more popular. Um, but it is exciting for me to go to currently a Broadway show. Like if I go to a show and I usually know somebody in the cast and go backstage and someone comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, you were the reason that I'm in this business because I grew up watching that video and I, it's never lost on me. And it's, it's just one of those like incredible things that I just would not have even dreamed about, or, um, it's just the best gift anybody can give you, right. To be like, because of you, I'm doing this. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that too, because you, you know, when you're doing it, you have no idea what the impact is going to be. You don't, you never know when you're shooting something, if it's going to be this like longstanding years worth of, you know, like everyone has seen it. I mean, every, almost everyone I talked to has seen it and been obsessed with that, with that film. And then you hear everyone's, especially your particular role, like that dance number or something that everyone's like, oh yeah, I tried to do either Victoria or your dance number. I was like, those are the two dance numbers everyone tried to mimic if they're a dancer. And so you have this thing that you don't even recognize at the time is going to turn into what it is. And now looking back, you're seeing the impact, you know, years later. Um, that's a pretty cool experience, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and the other thing is like when you do like they did this thing, this weird, I don't know if they do this on, I don't know how other movies work but this one they like lined us up and they lined us up in like order of lines like who had the most lines in the show and they they like a camera was assigned to them and i have like some of the fewest lines so i i just thought i'm not getting any camera time there's no way like i'll be like you'll kind of see me run through and then we got a rough cut i got invited to a rough cut of the show and i was like Oh my god i'm like all over this thing <laughs> and i really had no idea when we were filming it none i didn't know what shots they were doing which made it i don't know if i'm jumping the gun here but but that made this filming so much harder because you we didn't know what shots they were doing so you had to be on every single take because you just did not know where they were filming well that's kind of fascinating in itself in a, in a show that is you know, the, some of the most important characters actually don't have that, that a ton of lines because it is seeing a whole family, but then seeing how much, you know, you're, you also got like the, the little CGI. I always used to joke when I saw that movie, it's like, oh, the, the effects that got added are in your, in your scene. Oh yeah. Like you got the only, the, you know, compared <laughs> to the 2019 CGI cats FX, like you got the, the, the very small, um, thing there, but that's, that is kind of fascinating too. And so I, I do want to hear a little bit about you're just whole, including the movie, your whole run in Cats, because 
I know you did. You started yeah. as Constable on Broadway. You obviously were as Mistopheles on Broadway, and then I know you went to the West End. Um, so, how, what was that journey like for you know the multiple years you got to perform in the show? Yeah, I'll try to truncate this because it's a long time, right? You know, and I always joke I kind of have a doctorate and master and the um, caps because I've been there so long. Um, I uh, I I had done a show before. Uh, cats called starlight express um another weber show um and i did that out in vegas and i wanted to leave there and go to new york and um i got to new york and i don't know there was just something i was so naive about the business i did not go to college um for this business uh i just started right out of high school um which is funny enough because now i run a musical theater program at a college um and so uh but i did go back later and i i like after cats i went back to school and i got my masters and and all that and now i teach but um yeah i just didn't know i didn't have i didn't know what you weren't supposed to do right so i came in i actually called the casting director which was tara rubin at the time um she had just taken over for vinnie Leff and it was her first casting assignment um on her own and um uh uh so i got to new york and i called called her office um and just said hey i i just got back my name's jacob brent i just got back to town i just did starlight express i'm really right for cats you should see me um i mean who does that right who does like crazy um and they actually were like great can we see you on wednesday and uh they were like we're bringing some people in. We have an immediate replacement. Well, they asked, they said, how tall are you? And I was like, five, eight. They were like, great, come in. And it was one of those, like, I call old school auditions where it happened on the stage. Um, so we went to the theater, checked in. There was like 10 or 12 of us. It was on the stage. We danced, we sang, we danced, we danced, we danced, we danced. And they just kept cutting it down. And I just kept staying. I was like, wow this is fun um and cynthia Arub um cynthia and rubia sorry cynthia and rubia who was the original white cat on broadway was the dance supervisor at the time and there was it was me and it got down to me and like people had done the show or done the tour and she just had decided that she didn't want somebody that had done the show before she wanted someone fresh so i happened to be there and i got the broadway show and um i covered Mistopheles for the first six, eight months, and I was pounceable. Um, random brown cat um, <laughs> that covers another, yeah, another dancing cat. And um, the first time I went on was crazy story. Um, as you know, Mistopheles comes down in that rope. There's a, in, in that version, he comes down in a rope, it lights up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, everybody. And we sing that song forever. Um, the rope comes down and there's no Mistopheles on it. Something had happened up in the grid and the stagehand pulled the Mistopheles off the rope. Um, first, I don't know what happened. So the rope comes down, there's no Mistopheles. And in that theater, it's like five flights up that you, so there was no way he was getting down to the stage. So Tugger just comes over, grabs him by the shoulders. I've been in the show for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month. 
I think I had one re- I had had one rehearsal as Mustafa's. He grabbed me in the shoulders. He threw me downstage. He, or he grabbed me and he said, "You're on." And he threw me downstage, and I just started dancing the dance. Um, and I had never done it as Pounceable, dressed as Pounceable. This poor audience had no idea what was going on. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. So I wonder how many people notice the like someone who'd seen it before is is ready. I mean, Mustafa's number is pretty iconic. And then all of a sudden they've got Pounceful of doing the turns and, and the whole thing that has to be, you know, the yeah. show must go on. Well, the track, the Pounceful track always usually generally covers Mustafa's like that's 99% of the time, but I just had joined and not had any rehearsal. So I hadn't done the bucket toss. I hadn't done the, the cape none of it. None of it. I had no idea. And it was pretty exciting. It was kind of exciting. Um, I don't really remember it cause it just was like, out of body experience but everybody was like oh my god i cannot believe you just did that and um so yeah i did that and um Mustafelis, then he after he came down he finally came on for like the last third and that was weird because then he jumped on stage and took over and it was just a bizarre mess um but that was kind of how the first time i went on and then i kept getting put on um more regularly and uh oh because he broke what that Mustafa's ended up breaking his foot walking up stage we were walking up stage and i heard this like gunshot this was another performance and it felt like a it sounded like a gunshot and he said i think i've broken my foot and he walked off stage and he never came back on and um i or he crawled off stage and i just moved over because Mustafa's and Pounceable dance side by side a lot, as you see, see on that video, right? And then I just moved over a slot, and and from that moment, I just kind of took over. I didn't ever do Pounceable again. They just ended up, he didn't come back. They ended up offering me the role, um, and that was sort of that. And then I stayed in New York for about nine years doing Mustafa's. They probably thought if you can do it with one rehearsal on the fly, with with basically no prep, then you'd be fine. You'd be right. ready to do it with practice. Well, funny enough, they had many auditions, and I knew they were auditioning for the role. And this was about after the third audition. I went to the dance supervisor at the time, who was not Cynthia's, um, Richard Stafford. And no tea to Richard. I love him. We're great friends now. But he was he literally said, if we don't find anyone else, we're going to offer you the role. And I just thought, wow, if you don't find anyone else, like how much more do I have to do to get the, like, what else do I, what else can I do? Like, right. I can't do anything else. Like I've proven myself. Um, but that's just show business sometimes. And I think because I think what they were nervous about was I was such a good cover. Um, and I was able to jump on and do it at a minute. Like I, I can just do it and I had those tricks and I can just pull them out and do them. Um, that they were nervous about losing such a good cover. Uh, so they were trying to find somebody else, but then they didn't. And, and then Jillian came, saw me in the show. And then that was it. Jillian was like, he give him the role. He's done. Like we're done with this. So do you ever go back to Richard and say, you know, now what nine years after that when you're the iconic member of the movie and it's like hey no we've never talked about it never talked about it and he probably is gonna listen to this and be like what but um no i love him i love no t it was just he was doing his he was doing his job the producers were like you know 
I get it. Show business. It, that was the business of show at that point. So you just kind of have to give it up and be like, okay, it'll, it'll land where it's supposed to land. And then how did you end up at the West End at the, you know, the, uh, you finished Broadway. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, the West End came way later. Um, so then Cats hit, uh, breaks the record for the longest running Broadway show. Um, we get to, I get to perform that. I get to be Mustafa's in that. And that was unbelievable. That was like that night I was like, I've made it like, that is it. I, this is what I wanted to do. I have climbed the mountain. I am at the top. Like whatever happens after this is just gravy, right? Looking out there, looking at those legendary people sitting in that audience, um, uh, just, it was just overwhelming. And, and having my parents, oh, I'm going to cry talking about it, but having my parents there and seeing that and being able to perform that role and like have that moment at the end, I just remember this, this mass of sound coming at me at the end of my number. And I just thought, well, I, I can't do more than that. I mean, that is like a repayment to your parents who have, who have like sacrificed and made all this happen and sent you to dance class and took you every day and like, you know, paid for you, like called when I called living in New York being like, I got like two cents. Can you say, like, can you please send me some money? Like, you know, and then to have that happen, it just makes it like full circle. You're like, this was all worth it. And so that was truly, truly amazing. And we had this party afterwards, this like cast party. Um, and Jillian and Andrew and Trevor and um, I think it was just them. They were all sitting at a table and they called me over and Jillian was like, hey, we're going to make a movie of cats. We're making a movie and we want you to play with stuff. And I thought, well, that sure is sweet, right? Like, and up at this time, like no one from the Broadway show got the movie. No one. You know what I mean? Like Mary Martin didn't get sound of music. It went to, um, uh, uh, Julie Andrews, right? Um, Carol Channing didn't get hello Dolly. It goes to Barbara Streisand, right? Like, and I'm not equating myself to those people, but I'm just saying like this people from Broadway don't get the movies at that point. Um, so I just thought, oh, you're going to hire someone from American Ballet Theater. You're going to hire someone from the Royal Ballet. You're not going to take me. And then like three months later, they called and they were like, great, we're shooting the movie. We want you to be in it. And I was like, well, I'm in the Broadway show. And they were like, yeah, we know. And I was like, well, I have to talk to them to get out of it. And they were like, it's already done. Like we <laughs> Andrew called and, um, you're out of the show and we're coming, you're coming to do the movie. So I went to do the movie, which was great. We can get more into that. That was a three month process. Uh, and it was awesome. Really just amazing. And then I came back to New York and I actually had ended up having surgery. I finally had, I finally, I finally got injured and, um, had to have surgery. And, um, I came back to the show, made it back to the show. And then, uh, I gave my, I gave my notice that I was leaving. And then about a month later, they gave the notice that the Broadway show was closing. So I always like to say that I left and then the Broadway show closed. Um, but that is not true. That's not how it happened. Um, and then I had heard from the cats fraternity sorority, you know, the like family that happens. I'm sure you've, you're understanding this family from this podcast of like how we're all 
kind of connected, um, that they could not find a Mistopheles in the London production. So again, I just called Jillian and was like, hey, I'm available. I've had enough time off. I've recovered. I'm ready to go. Put me in coach. And um, they did. They called and they 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 flew me over. And that was awesome because that was a different just a different thing. Like, um, I went in as sort of a celebrity star, uh, at this point now, my, my, my pictures on the billboard, um, you know, and they really, they really like, we're like, we have the guy from the movie come see us. And so it was just, that was just a whole different experience. Um, and a different experience being, uh, sort of a celebrity in a show and, and holding and, the weight of that carrying the weight of that carrying the like responsibility of you know when i did it first time it was just me and i was like jacob and i just like ran and did my thing and did my tricks and yeah and i was so fun and young and like woohoo and then it got um i got children coming to see me i've got people dressing up as me i have people holding signs in the audience um making things for me and it just was bizarre um, and I didn't quite know how to handle it. And so I had some great mentors that I went to and I was like, what do I do with this? Like, what, a, what, this is like crazy responsibility. Um, and so they kind of helped me through it, but the London was fun because it was like, just a different approach to the show, but the show was completely different too, which is crazy. Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to, um, to the movie a little bit. Because yeah. I think something that I, that, you know, as I'm hearing you talk about it, I, I don't think I ever registered, which is I just kind of always assumed, especially coming from somebody whose Broadway knowledge is much more from the last five or six years and not prior. Like I didn't grow up in musical theater. I didn't grow up um, watching a lot of this stuff. I just kind of assumed that this was the 1988 movie was a pro shot. You know, like it's, it's like what we see more common today. But hearing you say it was a three month and equating it more to Sound of Music and other stuff like it was a, a movie and so tell me more about like about that like i i don't know if do is that yeah. maybe, is that a me thing or do people know that like i, I just always assumed that this was much more of a pro shot know that. i don't know that i mean it was not a pro shot it was not it was filmed we took three months we rehearsed for two months they brought this group together from around the world we had different people from different we had people from the german production from uh, France production all, all over the Western production, American production. And we rehearsed the show from scratch starting day one. Jillian brought us in, sat us down. We did animal work for like two days straight. No choreography. All we did is crawl around and sniff things and bathe ourselves. And it was, and we, we put that show together as if it was a brand new company and it was awesome. It was awesome because we got to, because everyone had done the show. So it wasn't like new information, but what we got to do was like dig for gems, right? Like mine for like, what else is in there? What else, what other stories can we tell in this? Um, and so, and then we took about a month to shoot it and we did shoot it. It was all film people. They had never done a musical. It was all like our, um, steady cam guy was the guy who he had just come from doing James Bond, the James Bond movie. Um, like, so they were like, what the F is this? Like they were also like, um, so they, it was treated much like a movie, um, shoot, like 
we had a call sheet, boom, boom, blah, like all the things. It was not um, a couple of performances that they filmed, right? We we went in, like we spent a day, there was like a day just on my number. Like a, it was a number a day, basically. And it was forever. Like we just ran it and ran it and ran it and close-ups, mid-shots, wide shots, blah, 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 blah. Um, we did do it twice through, I think twice or three times through completely. Oh, and there was no audience. So they took all the seats out of the theater so that all these cameras are set up all around the theater. We did it three times. I think it was three times all the way through without stopping with a 16 camera shoot, which was unheard of. It's still unheard of. Those cameras were everywhere, everywhere in the trash, upstairs, down, like everywhere. So you couldn't like relax. There was times when you're doing the live show, right? Um, you can turn around upstage and kind of like breathe and like relax your face and stick out your tongue and be like, oh my God, comment on whatever just had to happen. But you couldn't do that when we were shooting the movie because there was a camera there. Um, and they would catch. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy shoot. I remember just being like, this is bizarre. This is nuts. Enjoy every minute. Try to remember everything because this is not this ain't gonna happen again not like this so it was you know it was magical not to be kind of <laughs> Got it, yeah i i mean I, that is um, it is again such a fascinating thing because i i look at it from a you know i i only have the historic lens of seeing it you sure. know i watched it for the first time in probably 2019 maybe you know like i didn't grow up watching the vhs and burn through i'm like half the people I interview with. And so I come from it, you know, it was around the same time that Hamilton had their pro shot. And there's like, you know, there's so many of these other versions of just to your point, recording a, a performance. And yours is obviously so much more than that. Cause you could tell there's stuff, you know, there's stuff that they couldn't do if there was an audience there. Um, but I just, that's a, a fascinating piece of this. And it's, it's obviously something that has, has lived so long. Like it's still, still, you know, everyone that I talk to is still obsessed with it and has copies and now they're showing their kids and, they, you know, they're starting them early with that. Know, it's crazy. That video is it's like the awesome. core of it. It's awesome. Well, it's a re and the thing is, this is really good. I mean, I'm a little biased, but like, it's good. It's a good representation of what the Broadway show was. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back for more of this cat's catastrophe after a short break. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, I do want to 
I, this is the part I've been most excited to talk to you about. Um, and yeah. so I have, I always ask, and, and I want to still hear your answer to this, but I want to ask, ask this question to you kind of two ways. Because my obsession with the show is the backstories of the characters and the unanswered questions that you can try to take, you, you can try to fill in the blanks because of staging or because of like maybe what we think or how people play it. And that's been what, you know, I'm 99, <laughs> this will be episode 99 where we've asked a lot of people that, that type of thing. But you have the advantage of having been able to talk to the original Broadway to where you got told your backstory, but then also you uh -huh. directed a lot of productions after. And so I want to ask, my question is, is one is what were you told about Mistopheles about everyone else? But then how much of the backstories and characters beyond the three words do you give as a director when you get to go and start, you know, starting a new show from scratch and you've got someone who maybe has never done it and only knows that 1998 movie. How do you tell them here's how much you need to know and here's how much you need to fill in the blanks? Oh, we do a lot. I do a lot of work. Um, we sit in a circle and we do a lot of storytelling. Um, and that's where I think the heart of the show is. Um, it is at the end of the day, all theater is just like, it goes back to cave people, right? Like sitting around a fire telling a story. And so if we don't get that story, right, the poor audience has no idea what's going on. Absolutely none. And, um, and so, and especially with cats, especially with cats, like children get it. Like kids get it. They, they don't overcomplicate it. They understand exactly what's going on. That's why it's so popular. I think with children, um, it, but it was not made to be a children's show. Um, I think that was a byproduct that came later. Um, but if, if we are clear of what story we're telling and the relationships on the stage, and even if we're not saying words, you, the audience must understand what's happening and we have to make that clear. So it's, to me, it's like the only thing, it's like the most important thing. And then you have to start dancing because there is 75 dance numbers <laughs> putting it up. You only usually have two weeks, so you have to like get going. But, um, yeah, so I do give the three words. I love that. You know, that I've, I've heard, I've heard people talk about that. Um, I don't think there have been the same three words anytime, any production ever. Everyone just, Trevor made this thing up and now everyone does three words and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but it is good to have them because when you're, when you are in the show and you're at a moment that you don't know what to do, you go to those words and it will inform you what you should do. Um, so they, is, they are important. Um, but I also don't like people to get locked into them because cats can be all the things all the time. Um, you know, I have two, they can be so loving. And then the second they can be like, turn on you and then run away for no, you're like, for what reason is that? So <laughs> that, that's that. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So we talk a lot about the story. I think the story is so important. Um, most people, I don't know. Do you have questions about the story? Well, I, I, so I have, a, I mean, I have a lot of questions because I, I want to hear, like, I've heard a little bit of what you've said essentially, which is there's like a, a loose interpretation of the cat's, what I'd call the cat's Bible, but it kind of changes Before. production to production. And it's, it's almost like a, I always call it a game of telephone. Like there was what you heard from Trevor and, you know, the initial very first, like, here's what exactly what we thought. 
but I don't think that some of the thought that the fans have gone into were actually even thought about, you know, like the, there's probably some relationships that the fans have put together that nobody else has thought about. And then now it seems like over time there's been, okay, this is definitely true. This could be true. We don't actually think about this. So I'm curious as a director, yeah, yeah, yeah. how much yeah, do you, I like, got you, how much do you go into, and maybe I can just start naming you some characters and you can tell me if any of these theories are <laughs> correct or incorrect, because there's, I, I mean, I get conflicting answers just from actors even who have played them of like, I'll give an example of is Victoria Grisabella's daughter or not? Like that's one where you get no. conflicting answers. So that's a hard no. Absolutely not. Okay. Let's start. Okay. I, I think we should just go through this. That, I mean, I don't know. It just depends on who plays it. I think, you know, if that's what that the, the show is also so open that you could play it that way. But I've never heard that from Trevor, from Jillian, from anyone like that information. Um, yeah, that's not, I have not heard that. I'm not saying that you can't play that. I've also like Mistopheles and, and Victoria are not a couple. They're that they, no, they're not. I know that's a big win. <laughs> Everybody wants Tugger and Mustapheles together. It's not. It's not. That's not gonna happen. Like no, I think in I think in real life there's been some Tugger Mustapheles um connections that have been made in some productions, and so that's why that kind of comes through. Um, but yeah, that that is not a thing. Um. Yeah, so I guess the biggest thing is uh, for me and with Mustafalis is that, you know, he's like, he's sort of like, also, Mustafalis should be about like 13 years old. He's not like a, an adult. He is like this, this like teen kid who has these magical powers. And what we came up with, and I think a lot of like, I think a lot of the solidifying the story came from doing the movie came from re going back in looking at it all these people knowing their characters so well and coming in and saying what if we did this like wouldn't this be this always makes sense to me that i would react to this cat this way and we said okay so if you do that like what was the story there we had the time to be like figure that out so um this is a big one that i've always played is that actually mistopheles is actually old deuteronomy's son which is going to blow some people's minds when they're here. Um, the reason why is that he does have magical powers, just like Dude, right? He can make things appear, that thing. And this is why old Deuteronomy, I feel like this is so crazy that we're talking about this so seriously, but I love it. But this is why old Deuteronomy has come to the Jellicle Ball tonight. He doesn't always show up, but he, but he's heard about this cat that probably could be his offspring. We don't know, probably. And he wants to come see what he's doing. So that is why he comes. And that is also why um, there's the whole Demeter part to it too, which I will we'll get into. But I think that is the biggest connection. And Ken Page, who's just Santa Claus, love him so much. Um, and I found that doing the movie and, um, that iconic jump into his arms. And when I look, look, look his ear, right. And snuggle him that none of us are acting. That man is the most 
uh, I love that man so much and he helped me through so much of the movie and I think that's why that resonates so much is because that that take we didn't there was no acting I just jumped in his arms and I was like I love you so much like thank you for so for everything and I think that is what comes off but I think that's the big thing that we found Ken and Jillian and I found that that he would come to see he wanted to check out what Mistopheles was doing and that's why he shows up he doesn't come every year no Monkastrap is in charge Monkastrap would pick the one wow I don't think I've ever thought about that I've always just assumed he's almost like serial killer vibe of like I come in every year to no 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 this is why it's such a big deal when we're like when we smell him and we we get that scent and we go wait a minute old Ron, like you guys he's come like he's here we don't know like it is this should be like if you believe in christmas it should be like santa claus is here like this is major and the the part of you saying that like hey he's coming to see mistopheles is that the like angle that you take as mistopheles to pump yourself up or is that the like as you as a director would go in and say like the only reason he's showing up this year is to see his son that he's heard about who's magical <laughs> He is, um, I think he just travels. I think he's just, it, it's not that he's never been, he's been before, but he doesn't always come. And I think it's this year. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to make sure I'm there this year. I want to see this kid. I don't think, I don't think Mistopheles knows. I don't think you can play like dad, he's home. Like that's wrong. I think, I think Deuteronomy knows, but hasn't, I don't think Mistopheles knows that Deuteronomy is related. I don't think you can play that because then it's too familiar. All of them, all of them, syllabub, any of them. Demeter. Oh, here's the thing that was Demeter. What was your question with Demeter? Well, I, I this is why I've I've kind of argued jokingly that I don't think kids, and I now have uh, argued this to be teens should see this show because it's got a very dark background, and it's because the one truth that everyone always tells me it's like to your point, you could say you have the like, hey, Misto and um, Tuggers are not together. Hey, this is not this, but everyone seems convinced that Demeter was sexually abused by McCavity. And it's like, that's the one core. Everyone's like, there's no arguing there. And I'm like, how is that the one backstory of this very up, you know, like positive dance heavy musical is like, but our one truth is, is that this one cat was sexually abused by the villain. Um, and so that's been always like a weird piece as I, like, I didn't know any of this stuff when I saw this, I watched shit and I thought, oh, this was fun. And then all of a sudden I started reading the backstories and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, so she is captured demeter has been captured by mccavity yeah right i'm sorry i'm getting the let me make sure i have the cats right uh demeter's captured by mccavity and probably sexually abused and mistreated and blah, 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 all the things right um she knows that this is the one time of year that everybody gathers so in her mind she's like i've got to get to the jellicle ball because i know i'll be safe with everybody else and that's why at the beginning, we see a cat running. The car lights come, catch the cat. It's Demeter. Demeter is escaping McCavity to come to the safety of the group. Um, and this is what causes McCavity to come to interrupt everything, right? 
um, which is the point they missed in the movie, which I was like, if anybody would have called me, I could have saved you a couple of million. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so that, that whole point is true. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we play that. And I think the Demeters that get that are the most successful. Um, that's why Demeter's skittish. That's why she, she is the reacts the way she does. She's untrusty. She does. That is why Demeter knows Grizabella because Demeter's been outside and has seen Grizabella. And that's why Demeter can sing about Grizabella because she has actually been on the streets and, and seeing her. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, so she's not just like in the tribe the whole time. She's kind of had her moment away and that's why she's, you know, recognizes Grizabella. Right. And, and that's her like empathy with Grizabella because she's also been on the outside. Um, and so when you get that connection, you're like, Ooh, interesting. And usually the Demeters cover Grizabella. So that's always an interesting thing too. So I want to go back and we're, we're going to go through more cats cause I have a lot more questions. So, but I love it. But when you, yep. but when you're doing this, you said you got usually two weeks and you're going to do your day or two of storytelling and you have everybody sitting in a circle. Do you start telling the story from start to finish of like, Hey, here's the story of the Jellicles and what you're going to do. Or do you go cat by cat of like, okay, here's now. Demeter, you've been on the outside and here, like exactly what you just kind of told me. I'd sort of say a, a general thing. I talk about Demeter coming together and then as the time goes, I just kind of like give people nuggets, um, individually. That's the way it was given to us. Do you have this like written down anywhere? Like, is there like your cat, your own cat's Bible? I do. You need to publish this. No, <laughs> no. No, you need to hire me because I have the information. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you then you sort of give it away like in pieces to this person and this person because you also want that like reaction to of like um, of how how someone would react to uh, them. Sorry, I'm getting message. I'm going to turn this off. I want to go through okay. a couple others because. And you know, obviously, don't give away your your bargaining chip to get hired in the future. So we don't have to we don't have, we don't have to go that far. Um, but it's also not mine to write. Like you know what I mean? I didn't create the show, so it's not mine to like publish and make money off of. That is that's Jillian's. The at the nucleus of the show is Jillian Lent, and that is hers to to. I just I think there's a world where people want it because there's so many questions. Like there's just so many questions. Like. If you go to the fan Wikipedia page, the headcanon stuff, there's like four different answers on some. And it's because somebody in 2016 did this and someone in original Broadway did this and the movie did this. It's kind of what makes it fun. But at the same time, I'm like, there's probably, there's a definitive answer to some of this stuff. Like some of this stuff, it has started somewhere. And some of it might just be an actor taking some liberties, which you would have to do in a show that is as open-ended in a, in a sense as Cats is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's room for that. You know, I think you, you know, we've seen that with this current production, there's room to, to interpret and like add new things. And I think as long as it's, it's in the story, right. And the, and the, in the world and the, um, you know, uh, that it, it doesn't go off crazy. Like, you know, suddenly Skimble is something else. And, you know, it's like, no, Skimble is, 
this, this, he represents this and he should always represent this. Now, can you do different stuff with that? Of course, but he should be everyone's favorite uncle. You know, sometimes he tap dances like in the movie. I thought that was a great addition. Like have him tap dance on the, the railroad, um, tracks. That's awesome. Um, but, um, yeah, I just think as, as long as you're not like changing the folklore right and i think that's where it's like where i i have problems with like you know people are going to come for me don't come for me but even things in wicked let i feel like oh i don't know if that's true like that didn't and really we're supposed to believe that okay like that seems different than than the wizard of oz like we've taken a lot of liberties here but okay this is not a wicked people have, have accepted that a little bit of like that they, they did take some not like extreme liberties but they definitely took some some liberties there because when people have asked me you know when i first started this if i was going to ever look at any other podcast and everyone's like you should talk about wicked because it's the same type of thing if there's some there's some oh yeah un, unanswered questions that people would want to dig into but i'm cats throw through um okay you cover skin i love it you cover a little bit about yeah. holding around me let's talk about jenny and dots Jenny, come on. She's everyone's favorite. <laughs> I don't she think that's just a, I don't think that's true. I think she's she's pretty universally hated what? by a lot of people. No. Oh yeah. Wait, Jenny any dots. Oh. She is just uh she is a ball of fun. She loves to do all the local productions. She's in all the you know, she's the star of everything. She sews all the costumes, she made those nice costumes. She made those, um, she decorated the evening. She was the one that got there early and put up the Christmas lights. She just, she is that like, she should be that like first grade teacher that everyone loves. Okay. So she's, uh, is she mom to a bunch of these cats too? I think she's a mom figure. I don't know if, I don't know if she actually has any of these cats and also like Maybe, but Jenny has a collar. So that's the other thing that I don't know if people have talked about that, whether you have a collar or not a collar. And Jenny has a collar, so she definitely has a family. She is definitely taken care of. Um, so I don't know if she has... She did, I don't think she brought any of her children with her to this party, but she does take care of them. She sees them out the window, and she goes, oh, there goes Silabub. Okay. And then when she sees her, she takes care of her. What about Bustifer? Bustaver. Oh, we'd love Bustaver. Well, he's just everyone's just favorite. <laughs> I keep saying that about every cat, but they are. Um, you know, he's that big alley cat that just kind of everyone takes care of. He comes around, gets the scraps from all the pubs, and everyone loves him, gives him what's his role with the Jellicles? Like, does he have a role? No, 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 no. He is actually he's just a passerby. He's actually He's like a visitor. He's not really part of our tribe, but he kind of comes in and he visits and we love him and he goes on his way to the next one. He's probably visiting several tribes this evening. You know, we're not the only eloquent tribe. There are many. This is just the one that we are looking at. Got it. Okay. So, uh, that's um, that's going to be a question I'm going to ask here in a second. I want to ask about the tribe in general, but... Um, I want to okay. go through. I want to go through Gus because I think Gus is obviously a, a major contender for Jellicle oh. Choice. 
well, Gus would have been chosen. Gus was the choice. So Gus was the choice until Grisabelle came back. Gus was the choice beforehand. Monkestrap knows this. Jelly Lorem knows this. Everyone sort of knows it's Gus's year. God bless him. He's made it. We can't believe he's even made it to this. And it's not until Grisabella shows up that we go, oh, wait a minute. And it probably would not be Grisabella if Deuteronomy was not there and said, wait a minute. Should Maybe you should look at Grisabella. Like, Gus is go okay. Gus will be oh fine. He's had a great life. He's lived a great life. We can, let's look at choosing Grisabella because um, we'll learn something, the bigger picture, the bigger lesson will be from choosing Rosabella. Okay. Hold that thought, because that's my last question, and we're going to go I'm holding it. into that, because yes. I have uh, a lot of thoughts and questions for you about that particular choice. Yes, because it's, it's the was the right cat chosen? I have two answers for you, but yes, I'm holding on to it. Um, I, I want to ask one more question about the, like the, as a director and kind of going through this about the, the, yeah. like you're, we see one ball and it's an annual thing. And I think I hadn't thought about, I thought old Deuteronomy was there every year and that the cats kind of all come together from different parts. And this is like an annual cultish tribe tradition where they do their sacrifice. But you're kind of saying it's, it's not always that it's like, we're seeing this one, this is a really unique party. We're seeing that because. Well, Deuteronomy is coming to see his son for the first time, or maybe in a long time, and Bustafer's just kind of passing through, and he's not actually even part of this tribe necessarily. But is this not an annual thing? Like, is that is that not the way we look at this? It's absolutely annual for these. It's just that these parts don't always happen. So, Jelkakats meet once a year, right? That's in the that's in the text. So we we know that that is true. Monkestrap is in charge usually in charge this thing is deuteronomy is coming in he's also late he's not there at the beginning right so this is a thing that if you if it's a it's a special thing that he's coming um risabella is not always there she just she knows that this is the night so she she's gonna try she's also probably heard because she's late as well that deuteronomy is there so she's like I got to get there. This is it. This is my one shot. I got to get there. So it is, I think there's, there's, you've got to think of this night as it happens once a year. There is a plan. Jenny's not really, she's not, those early cats, Tucker isn't really going for it. Jenny isn't going for it. They're just performing because it's a party and they're, they're happy to be there. Um, and no one's really going for it, which is why that's like this competition thing because we've already decided it's already been decided that it's Gus like Gus is getting it 100% um the rest of us are just like having a party performing for each other um it isn't until uh I've lost my train of thought but uh, like this um the Grisabella comes in and Deuteronomy comes in and Demeter comes in and McCavity comes in that these major interruptions to the night that give the um you know, to give the 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 the, the 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 something to do the conflict. Sorry, can't even think of the word. The conflict of the evening are these four major interruptions to the night. If not, it would just be like little like American Idol ball, and we'd perform and go home. Yes. So, so do you think if I'm like if I'm last year 
last year's ball. Uh-huh. Somebody gets gets picked. Monka Strap now is doing it. Old Dude Ray's not even there. Chris Bell's still out on her own. Buster for might not show up. Like, it's just not a big thing. No, I think it is a big thing. Okay. I think it's a big thing. But it's uh, a heightened thing this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 major this year for some reason. Because all these things have converged, this is like the year. Oh, my God. Were you there? Were you there that year for just Jellicle Ball? Like... I think we pick, I think we pick one. Everyone applauds. Yay. We send them on their way somehow. This tire doesn't always go up because Deuteronomy is not always there. This is like, so when that tire goes up and we're like, oh my God, like we're, the cats are freaking out because this doesn't happen. We don't see this. So you don't make a jellical sacrifice every year. Yes. Yes. But not, not as dramatic as this. Right. It could be like Gus is chosen. We're going to choose Gus. He walks around the corner. He's gone. Like it's no big deal. So right. interesting. Right. Okay. Um, I want to get to the final piece because this is worth it. So we're, I want to start the rapid fire. Rapid fire will be a couple of quick questions that we're going to talk about, about Grizabella and the, the joke of choice. Okay. So um, if you were to go on uh, for one night, not as Mistopheles, who would you want to play as for just one night? What cat would you, what track would you want to do? Oh, Skimble. Skimble. Love it. What are, who are your four Gus? Skimble or Gus? I get older Gus. <laughs> but yeah, because I understand Gus. Okay. You know, but yeah, you could do yeah. through the years, you can play all the different characters. Um, yeah, who yeah, are yeah. your favorite and least favorite Jellicle cats? Oh, oh you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh God, I love all of them for, for different reasons, but I think, there's something really magical about that triangle of Gorkapat, Dantamile, Cassandra, um, that mystic thing that they have that I really, that I really love. Um, and then my least is probably like, uh, I, I guess Play-Doh, like Play-Doh is Macavity that's like not Macavity because it's like, I don't really know what Play-Doh is doing there other than giving somebody stage time yeah is dancing that that's that's my answer is <laughs> is peter from the 2016 which but is just I love another one. all the people that have played play yeah, yeah. and mccavity but i'm just saying like as a story you're like right, what is plato doing here totally i i always say this is fav- this is character not actor and performer um, right right what's right, your right. favorite song from the show uh, oh gosh I I love Remark. Mm-hmm. The cat. Um but I also love that overture. If I yep. can pick the overture. Yep. Because it is so nineteen eighty two. Yeah. <laughs> and it is just it I don't maybe because I just heard it for so many years of my life that it just it just once you hear that da 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 it's just like it's iconic. Right back like it just takes me back. So I think it's just that when you use, and there's no like, um, thinking it's anything else. Like, you know, that is cats, whether you've seen cats or not, you know, that's cats for yep. some reason. Yep. Um, my last one before we get to the big one, which is, uh, yeah. If one cat was going to direct 
a musical, which one do you think would be best at doing it? Oh gosh. Sorry for the long pause. I'm having to think. Oh. I have some answers if you if you're stuck. I mean, I think Monkestrap and Jenny Any Dots would probably code code do the thing. Because that's what they do in the show. But I don't know. Skimble. Skimble well, Skimble's gonna be the stage manager. He's so meticulous that he's gonna make sure that everyone's in place, all the customs are done, the set is done. We're gonna he's gonna call the Jews at the right time. Like that is his thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time to get into it. So take that that moment. Oh back. my gosh. And I so there's a couple of things that you've said today that I hadn't really thought about that that doesn't change my answer to this question, but definitely makes me think about it. And one is is that I had always assumed it was an old Deuteronomy decision every year. And you kind of saying, no, it's a monkish trap decision every year and old Deuteronomy comes in does he make that decision and tell Monkish Trap or is Monkish Trap really the decision maker and old Deuteronomy this year comes back and when Grisabelle comes back he's like hey son you gotta you gotta rethink this no Deuteronomy purposely does not choose Grisabella because he can't dictate who it is he has to get all of us to decide collectively that Grisabella is the one that should be picked. And that's why we turn around in memory and we get up and we slowly go down. And I believe it's like Mistopheles is the first one that actually like touches her and bows. And like, then we pass her along as everyone saying, you are the one, you are the one, you are the one. And then at the end, Deuteronomy goes, you are the one and opens his arms and she collapses into his arms. He does, he's not the first one that picks her. He makes us, he makes us decide collectively to go and she is the right choice. He knows that as a community, we have to do that to be better as a community. He can't just, if he just picked her, we'd be like, ah, okay. <laughs> so if I'm a year before and he's not there, is Monkish Trap trying to convince everybody to be aligned on Gus as the choice this year? I guess yeah, it's the same I think decision. So. Okay. I think so, but I think everyone's aligned, like everyone's aligned on Gus because it's just the obvious, like he, he's 96, it's his time, like we love him. It's like, you know, no one's, no one's arguing that it should not be Gus this year. So he's the choice until Grisbell comes back. Old Deuteronomy's not even there. So it's basically if uh -huh. you know, we're led into this ball and until the chaos ensues, we just assume Lucas Trap is going to have, they're going to have a big party, they're going to have their orgy, Victoria's going to have her coming of mm -hmm. age, and then we're going to pick Gus. And that's going to be the end of the thing. And it's not until, yeah, we're going to have some snacks. It's going to be great. But to your point, you're you're saying earlier that like, that you all were there. It's the year everyone's like, did you remember that year that, that, that Grisabella showed up? That Demeter showed up. That McCavity showed up. Yeah. Okay. Like that McCavity fight doesn't happen every year. Yeah. No. I love it. Okay. So how how who are you picking? Like you're picking Grisabella still. Like what what's your answer to that question? Uh oh. Well, it depended. I'm picking Grisabella in the show because that's the way it should be. But if we're going off American Idol um rules, then I'm picking Mistopheles because I had a seven and a half minute solo that I did every trick I knew how to do. I did magic tricks. I mean, I'm clearly Mistopheles is the best choice of anyone. Like, 
that's my feeling. Uh, so I I love it because so is there a thought that it's like an American Isles style party? Like is that do you like direct it that way? Because that's the way I watched it. No, 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 no. It, I don't think we're. I don't. Again, I think everyone knows we're coming. We're gathering this thing. We're making this kind of thing. But it, everyone, it's Gus. It's Gus, right? It's Gus. Everyone's saying it's Gus. Great, but we're all going to perform for each other and put on this show and. And, and, you know, uh, but, but no one is performing with the idea of I'm going to win. It's not six, you know, like when those, those girls are, it's not that competition. So that we know who's going to win. That's how I interpreted the first time I saw it, but I saw Leona Lewis. So I thought, I thought X factor. And so maybe it was, I was almost conditioned right. to be like, right. oh, I'm like, it's, that's the way it kind of tees up. And, and that was my answer was from day one was Tugger and Mustafa's together. Cause right. I was going to do the the boy band together right. and i thought those were two of the most fun performances totally of the show. so i love hearing that you have this american idol version and grizabella's not coming in to win she's just coming in to give her story and say please forgive me please i don't i know i was wrong right like i left if you had grizabella and american idol she'd have a compelling little pre-package you know you would have the whole here's where oh she went off to do yeah. the redemption everyone would be crying and by the time she yeah, she's memory, got the story she's got the, she story, got the story yeah but i do think like and since then she gets the song she yeah, gets the she, song she gets the song one of the most iconic broadway songs ever yes. recorded completely like, so so you're picking grizabella every day i am picking grizabella but i mean i'm gonna give a shout out to the mistopolis that work really hard and don't get picked but <laughs> If we're doing American Idol role, like, you know, if we're doing those roles, then yeah. So my, my last question for you um, is we've talked about a lot of different things. You've heard kind of my show and you've heard some episodes with different, you know, cast members and kind of the premise here. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you are like, this is what the Cats group needs. To, like the, the Cats fans need to know this. Like everyone gets this wrong or everyone has this right, but here's a tweak. Like. Is there anything I didn't I missed that we're we're all missing that you as a director is like they all need to pick this up? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, we did cover a lot of it today, which is awesome. And if other people, I'm happy to do another episode later. Yeah, part two. If if, 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 if if part two, people like no, yeah, this is wrong. But I have run into people that are like super fans that have this whole world invented, and I. Unfortunately, they want me to believe, like, they're like, isn't that right? And I'm like, it's not what I was, no, like, that's not what I was taught. Like, I'm sorry, that's not right. And that you, they just don't want to, like, they don't want to, they want to be right. So it's fine. I mean, I'm just like, I think, I think that, I don't know. I think it's fine that you see that and you see those, I think you see those relationships. Like John Partridge and I, who played Tucker on the video, had this great relationship um uh he's just like in life he is the guy that he is tucker everybody wants to be john he boys boys like him girls like him everybody likes him. like it just he has that magnetic thing and um we became really good friends and it's almost like that that when you're I equate it for my life when I was like growing up and the only boy dancing in my school and suddenly the head football guy was like, Hey Jacob, sit with us at lunch. And you're like, 
oh my god i get to sit with the cool kids i feel like that is what mistopheles is to tugger he is like oh man tugger is the man and he wants me to he wants to perform with me like but it's 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 more of that admiration and love that way than like than like romantical right but i can see why people can kind of twist that yeah and i think you but know it's people want to write fan fiction and so it's an easy yeah, it's an easy way it's to a write good it story. it's a good story to write it's a good story and like i said there i'm sure there i well i'm i there have been some personal connections not me personally but i know people that have so maybe maybe that has played into they've seen a tour where that that energy you can catch up on that like the whole the whole show is just energy right because there's no lines there's no words so whatever's happening in that cast you're going to pick up on and that's that's exactly where i think those super fans who come to you are coming from which is like i'm reading this interpretation because i saw the show this many times and i've now saw them like wink at each other you know or like the extra paw to them at one moment right. and that's the assumption and um and that's i think that's part of what Which makes really the, show... the wink was like girl we're getting margaritas after yeah. the show aren't we because i'm like exhausted and <laughs> we're like, like and and that's, that's what, what you're reading, reading. You, you know, know what, what i mean like it's, it's so it's, it's tough, tough but i'm the ultimately i'm, I'm so, so glad, glad that people love, love the show, show. I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad that people have this passion for it and they, they want, want to continue, continue it and see it continue on and, and let, let it grow. grow and it's just it's, it's just, just amazing to me. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Cats has changed my life. One hundred percent changed my life. And, and so, so just, just to have, have that, it's like it's flattering and fun. And, and, and you know, you know as, as long as people, people don't get like, like crazy about it and like you know, they're, they're like, like want to fight you because you're you're you know, and you're like I'm not going to fight you over this. Like that is not the information i have but i have not run into that i have found fans have opinions and they've they've made the like you know I, i've yes. i've had some where i've joked that i think oh here's this love triangle i think for sure and here's this and it's like but yeah it's i i uh, my joke too is i've always thought chris bell's the wrong joke choice and everyone's like oh yeah i mean that's so true and then i'm like yeah but that could be definitively answered as incorrect by the people that created the show in the beginning of like here's why they made that decision and so it's like, it's fun. And it's, I think what makes the show so great is that a world was built to where there is enough opportunity to expand beyond it. And that's why it's still running and why there's so many productions still going. That yeah. and the incredible yeah. dancing and singing and all, you know, all the other little minor things, but it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just a world that's been I built. Mean, and it, it's, it's universal, right? It's universal. There's no language and no language barrier for anybody. Um, and then there is this thing about community and coming together and empathy and that is always going to be a, a universal um idea and thought that's going to resonate in any decade that we're in so that's why i think it it just continues well i might take you up on part two i'm going to put it out to the universe of the people who have questions or thoughts or different things like i'm going to collect them all and i'm going to come back and we're going to hopefully be able to do a part two with much, with some very specific questions I would love so, that let's do it let's do a part two and like yeah we'll take people's questions i got it i'll i will be that's what i'm gonna put out into the world when we when we launch this is that i'm sure i love i'm it. gonna get a a good amount of of questions for you so um how can people stay in touch with you social media website different things yeah at jacob for instagram is my instagram um jacob for instagram 
and uh i'm on facebook but i don't really do much on that so the, the best thing is instagram awesome well this has been an absolute joy thank you so much for coming on and uh being sharing a lot a lot of things I'd, i had no idea which is why i was so excited to talk to you because I, I knew i'd get definitive answers on some things or a director's vision of it versus the performer's vision of it and and the performer's vision sure. of it yeah thank you so much i love it i can talk about cats all day it's it's really i just it's it there's such a place in my heart for it and i love there it's such a place in a lot of people's hearts and so i just want to celebrate those people um you know we're all in that same tribe together amazing well thank you again and thanks everyone else to listening to this episode of the wrong cat died the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe to follow along you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or anywhere else to listen to podcasts follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at the wrong cat died or check out our website thewrongcatdied.com Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.